What's causing all this? Woo! Put Scooter on the phone, you, you, you bird brain. What do you do? Backflips? You jump up there in a silly suit? What do you do? Yo, bam! I want you to play that. Oh, we are on. We hey, are sorry. On. Sorry, we're running a little bit late here this afternoon or this evening, but um, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Fast Freddy Rocks Youngstown from the uh, Youngstown Studios here in beautiful downtown Youngstown, Ohio. And uh, yeah, Keith, I am here. We're ready to go. <laughs> All right, TJ, good to see you. Renee, I am here. Uh, it's good to, good to see you. Keith Sturgeon. Uh, he's good to, good to see him and, uh, yeah, Jay bird is in. Okay. Well, good to see everybody here. Good to see everybody here. This is good. How you been? I am doing good. I just got back from Florida for a couple of days. I had an awesome time. Um, my son and Destin Demarion, uh, Dura edge bass pro fished in the, um, the, uh, uh, bass masters, national team championship in leesburg florida oh yeah and they finished in fourth place and they should have won the whole thing they were this close they had a little bit of bad luck they had a couple of things that didn't really go their way but it was awesome and i'll tell you what they represented uh, uh western pennsylvania bass club and it, it it was it was it was such an awesome day and it's a shame that they didn't pull it out and they were this close, man. But fourth place out of 250 of the top anglers, 500, actually, there's 250 boats, 500 anglers from across the country, Canada, South Africa, and they finished fourth and just missed the, the, the big finish. It was, wow. it, it was so much fun. And what was crazy was my, uh, right at the end, uh, my son hooked into a seven-pounder which would have just took them way over the top. Okay. And it broke off right at the boat. And they had a couple of big, like nine pounders, eight pounders break off during this thing. And the, the fish flopped off and the guys that won the tournament were hometown guys. It was their home Lake and they weren't fishing far from them. And I, I got to give a, a big salute to Destin because he went to this strange Lake and found the spot and found the spot where the championship was won. And if you would add their pounds together with the guys that won on their home lake. So anyways, they, they, they saw my son catch this big fish and saw it break off. So they got to advance the next day to uh, go on to another big tournament. And so they were out there fishing. They went back to that spot. And they caught the exact fish that broke off no my son's way. line. It had its lure in his in its <laughs> mouth, and they even had a picture of it. And it was a seven pounder, and they would have won the tournament with wow. that. How crazy was that, That's man? Nuts. I mean, it, it was it, it was really insane. It was really insane. And I'll tell you, they were in first place. They had such an awesome time, and I, I it was just really it was really something. It was really something. So, uh, hey, Bill Larson's checking in. Wild Bill, good to hear from him. I thought I saw Jaybird. Yeah, Jaybird is there. You know what? We got to do the uh, our, our toast here. And uh, what do we have? Uh, empty bottle there. Oh, this is sad, Joe. This is sad. Oh, man. 
<laughs> oh boy yeah so anyways uh we start the show off with a special toast every week because uh jay minoski's son um is like one of the top chefs in the navy and he hooked us up with these uh special glasses from the white house navy mess so uh each week we start our show off with a toast to uh jay bird's son and to uh, all our friends in the military and all our veterans tuning in and folks that have family members serving in the military and whatever. And we salute you and we start the show with that kind of a salute. So a little bourbon salute. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> in, in the official White House Navy mess glasses. Hey, the Hoag's checking in. How you doing, Hoag's? We still got to get Hoag's down here one day. He's a character. Yeah. He's doing all right. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm. boy is that good that's some smoky stuff there like let me show you the bottle of this one uh-oh this is for like next week when we kick in a new one hey hi linda carson her husband was in the navy thank you like fortunately we get listeners that come down and give us samplings of stuff that oh yeah are exotic weird uh -huh. and whatever this is penelope i've never heard of penelope verb okay but it's a toasted <laughs> uh rye and it is really good. I was super surprised. I don't like to go off the beaten path yeah, all that often, yeah, but this is yeah. really good stuff. Okay. All right. Let's see. What's the, what's the scoop on this? Some of them have the whole story. It explores the depth and complexity, different char and toast levels have our flavor profile. After full. Okay. How do you say the word that it means mature? Maturation? Is Maturation. Maturation. Uh, we finished straight rye whiskey with a new fully toasted barrel, alcohol volume, 50%. This is five years old. We might have to get that. It's just for a little taste at some point. Now, yeah, now you right. piqued my interest. Now I'm a, I'm, I'm a little intrigued, but anyways, you know, had a nice time for a couple of days in Florida, went down to Clearwater beach for a little bit. The weather's probably terrible, right? Like awful. Well, Sun and no, well, you know, the first couple of days, it was only like in the sixties and, and kind of breezy okay. and, you know, a little bit of sprinkles here and there. But after that, I mean, you know, it was still, it wasn't snow, although we had a couple of nice days while I was gone, but then like Saturday, I mean, it was just like 77 degrees, Aww. sunny, you weren't sweating. And I was sitting at this one place I go to, it's called the, uh, the sandbar, the sandbar at the, uh, Opal resorts. Now I don't think I have enough money to stay at the Opal resort, but, uh, you know, I did have a few bucks to drink the, uh, $20 blueberry mojitos. That's my but, favorite place. The Opal is yeah. amazing. And they, they have the, the, the sandbar. Is like their tiki bar. And I'll tell you what, if you go there, you get the seat in the corner, in the right-hand corner, and you just sit there. You overlook the whole Gulf of Mexico. You can see the beach. And I'll tell you what, I had my uh, my headphones in. And I was listening to some Zach Brown and some Jimmy Buffett and some songs like that. And I'll tell you what, it was just so great. Yeah. And those mojitos were just going just <laughs> perfect. Did they, did they have any live music while you were there? Uh, you know what? I was surprised that the live music down there isn't all that great mm. at those places. It seems like, you know, I, I think some of the people that we have around here, like Leanne Binder yeah. and, uh, you know, 
oh, my buddy Mike Mad Dog Adams from Putin Bay. They're not even in the same league. And it, the one thing, I don't know if a lot of people are doing this, if it's the thing now, they all had backing tracks and drum machines and everything. So they were almost like a one-man band. And I just thought that was a little, but I mean, if that's the way they do it and it sounds okay, I guess. Yeah, at least but, get on the acoustic guitar and yeah, strum yeah, it, you know? Yeah, 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 And I noticed a lot of that. And, and I don't think uh, a lot of the people down there were very good showmen. They weren't really entertainers, yeah. but maybe they don't want them to be. Maybe they just say, you know what? Sit there and play your music and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> you know, it, It's off season though. <laughs> you know, but uh, it was, it was a great time. It was a great time and I'm ready to go back. <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> Although I did have one, um, one thing did go wrong. I go to pick up my rental car and they go, I'm sorry, sir, your driver's license is expired and we can't give you a car. Oh no. Yes. Now I'm sweating <laughs> because my son had to work. My daughter had to work. And I'm like, how am I going to get up there? Because the main reason I went down there was to, honestly to go to the fishing tournament. And the fishing tournament was in Leesburg, which is like about a two and a half hour drive. So I, there, there was no way you could take an Uber. I mean, there was no bus that went by there. There was nothing. And like the Uber would have been like 250 bucks each way <laughs> or something just astronomical, you know. And but uh, finally, my daughter was able to swing something. I used their car to get up there. Boy, I'll tell you what, if I would have missed that way in, I would have been devastated. But could you imagine that? Well, and a lot of people said, well, how'd you get on the plane? Well, because I have one of those uh, passport cards because I didn't want to pay an extra 50 on your driver's license or whatever they charge you to get the travel star. Yeah. So I figured, well, I already have the passport card, so no need. So, you know, I just gave that when I got on, got in, because I guess if you have an expired driver's license, you're not getting on the plane either. Mm. You know, wow, so, you were lucky. Oh, did I luck out? And I, I made it there and I had an awesome time. And just to see those guys, that was great. Now, now Florida has a reputation for terrible drivers. Did you experience oh, any? Oh <laughs> man, let me tell you something. You know, we around here, bitch, about driving from Canfield to Poland on 224. Right. That's like our, oh, <laughs> I can't do this every day. In the two and a half hour drive that I went, it was mostly through highly populated, highly developed areas. You know, I didn't want to go on, on the interstate because in the middle of the day, the interstates there are even worse. Oh, and I, I said, so you know what, I'm just going to take the back road. And I thought I'd at least get some back road driving in and, and chill. Not much, not much at all. And I'll tell you what, every lane is like five lanes at least in each direction. And people just pull out. They think they're race car drivers. <laughs> it is... Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, if you go from like Clearwater Beach to uh, Lees Leesburg, which is up there by Ocala, but yeah, all that area in there now, all the way like up Route 19, I went yeah. up that way and stuff. That's all developed. It's all strip malls and you name it. And I, I really don't like to go on I-75. I definitely don't like to go on I-4. It's Four just a madhouse. <laughs> it's a madhouse. And I wanted to, well, you see, Leesburg is uh, northwest uh, of Orlando. And I didn't want to go anywhere near Orlando. Right. And I didn't really want to go on 75. So I think I went up there like 41 and cut over 19. But all that is just one 
big giant strip mall <sighs> after another. It's like driving from Canfield to Poland continuously and only the roads have like four extra lanes in each direction and people are cutting you off. People are racing. And it was like, uh, I don't know. It's like six eighty. They're either going 60 or 90. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but this is, it, it was just, uh, I'm like, I don't see how people could do this every day. Wow. And that's always thinking, you know, because you know, every afternoon somebody goes, Oh man, I'm battling all these assholes on 224. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. You know, nothing. Yeah, no, it ain't even it ain't even nothing, man. I mean, that was a walk in the park. So that was like a good two and a half hour ride up there through traffic the whole time. Stoplights, this, that. I mean. And, you know, like I, you, you would go five miles and there's another Walmart and then you go five miles more and there's another Walmart and everything that goes along with it. And it just kept going and going and going and going. But finally, when I got close to Leesburg, you know, and getting close to the lake, you know, there was like a, you know, a couple of state parks and stuff out there it was out in the country, but that only lasted a few minutes. Now I looked at Leesburg on the lake and I was thinking it was some kind of little hick town around this giant lake. You know, they, they have a whole chain of lakes out there. It was so developed out there. It was unreal. And it was a huge town, huge, huge, huge town, Leesburg. And, uh, that was it. That was it. So anyways, uh, I am back and I'm just, uh, I was just so happy on how good those guys did. Needless to say, they were bummed because they were this close to winning it. You know, it was just so, so close and just all the crazy stuff. That'll be one of those things they have a crazy story about and the fish that got away and it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun so where are we going to start today you ready to kind of get this thing rolling I talk at the browns i mean you, you're oh, totally outfitted about the browns yeah, yeah, the, the, can't browns, forget about the, browns. the browns do something yeah, like, i got the nfl game on i got bourbon i got coffee for you ready to go <laughs> you know that shows you how far out of it i am you know i'm still on uh, beach time i guess <laughs> you know my brain's kind of in a fog but oh yeah, the Browns. I'm all. I got my Browns gear. I'm representing Victory Monday, and uh, it was really sweet. It was really, really sweet. And that that was one nice thing. I was driving back from uh, from Leesburg back to you know to Clearwater, and I had the Steelers game on the radio the whole time. And that, you know, so that was, I was able to listen to the whole game. And then when they were getting pounded, I just loved it. It was, I was like, this is so great. <laughs> so yeah, you know, when they, when they lost to the Patriots, you know, with a two and two and 12 Patriots or whatever oh, they goodness. are. So it was, it was really cool. And then when we came when we turned around and won yesterday, I mean, that was just something else. And it was a nail biter right to the end, right to the end. But how about this Joe Flacco? This guy's the yeah, real I was, deal. I was going to ask you about that. Like so many years of hating on Flacco. Oh, yeah. And then he's in the driver's seat. How you feel about oh, that? Oh, I, I, you know what? I love it. When, when you're out there and you see that guy <laughs> and when you see him, you know, just his poise and the way he looks over things and the way he throws those passes to the right people and stuff. I mean, he did have some interceptions and, and whatever, but for a guy that was pretty much sitting on the couch, and he come back out there. Oh, I hope nothing happens to him. Please, let's say a oh, prayer. Stop. Stop let's it. Say, no. Let's, no, you know what? I, Don't I, say that. I, I wish I could. I wish I could just sit there and say, oh, yeah, man, the Browns are on the way. Because 
you know, you know that emotional roller coaster. Yeah. You know how it goes. You know, you know how it is. It, you know, with the Browns, you can't take nothing for granted. You can't. You got to live in that moment. You know, I mean, well, look at when Watson got hurt. We had just beat Baltimore. We were sky high. <laughs> we were, or did we beat the Steelers when he got hurt? Oh, it, it was coming off a big win. I, yeah. I, I'm, you know, like I say, since I've been on vacation for a few days, I haven't been thinking too much. And uh, yeah, whichever game that was, and we come out there and we had that big win, and we're like. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. That had to be the Steelers game, right? Because we beat Baltimore and the Steelers back to back for the first time ever. And we beat them too. And we're just like, yeah. And then they go, Watson done for the year. We (laughs) 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 So it's, it's a little hard, you know, being a Browns fan to, to, you know, to really be all in, but I am. But, you know, that's always floating around in the back of your mind. You're entering the playoffs with your ninth-string quarterback. I mean, yes. come on. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, that, that was, that's just crazy. That's just crazy. And, you know, I, and, and the Steelers, now I'm not saying this to bust on the Steelers or, or whatever, you know, but the Steelers, I think, are going to be in for a long rebuilding period. Yeah. You know what? You could just see it starting now. And I'm not saying this to buzz balls or anything. Okay, so you see, because we have been down this road so many times, unfortunately, we have never been able to dig ourselves out of that ditch as quick as some 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 teams. But did the Steelers fan take it easy on you on those rebuilding years? Uh, no, no, so. no, no. But I, I just want to make my point because I think the point will make it clear that you know, you guys are in for a long haul long here. Haul. I, you know, I, I think you guys are going to be wallowing in mediocrity for a while Yeah, because you know how this goes. Okay. You're trying to find a quarterback. Okay. Now you really don't have the quarterback that you need. So you might end up trying another two or three guys before you find the guy. Well, look what they're doing. They're like, fire the offensive coordinator. Right, now right. fire the head yes, coach. Yes, We've been there. Yes, yes. That's exactly where I'm going with this. All right. So, you know, all the steps that proceed from there. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, so now we get rid of the offensive coordinator. Now we get rid of Tomlin. Now we got to find a new quarterback. And then we get a new guy, and he's got a whole different system (laughs) for the defense and how he's going to use Watt and all that. So now then they got to get used to all that. And then that'll go a year or two, and if they don't win – and the fans are going to be on their case, and then they're going to change again. And, and you know, now some teams, they do that, and usually, like, in about four or five years, they can right the ship. You know, most most teams seem to be able to do that. But, you know, the Browns have never been able to do that. But Multiply yeah. that by 20 years, and you <laughs> yeah. have the Browns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, but that's what I think. I think Steelers are in for a long rebuild here because you know Tomlin's going to go. Although I think he's a good coach. I don't know who you're who you're gonna get to replace him right. that you think is gonna be better. But uh Steelers fans across the board when I'm gone. Yep, yep. And you know, and it, it's it's gonna be fun to see somebody else suffer, especially them <laughs> for me. Yeah, but I'm not saying that to like rub it in or anything. I'm just stating facts here. I, I've been down that road for a long time. I'm still not sure I'm even I, I, if there's even a light at the t- end of the tunnel of my road. But you we're know, not there yet. Like, no. you can't are we it? there yet? Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? No. 
know. <laughs> hey, how about the Chiefs falling apart a little bit oh, too? I know. Huh? That was good to see them suffer a little bit. Uh, did you see Just that one picture bit. of uh, Taylor Swift, like with the dejected the, the look oh, on her face? Oh, yeah. Somebody says it looks like she's going to be writing a breakup song here pretty yes. soon. <laughs> so when you're down in, in Tampa, did you uh, see Baker Mayfield at all? Uh, I was looking for him. Yeah. You know, I thought he was still living at Home Depot, but mm. living at the stadium. But I guess he moved. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it was a uh, it, it, that was a good time. The Browns winning was awesome, and uh, yeah, what else? Yeah, yeah, the Browns. But uh, yeah, you know, all in all, things things are going good. I still got to get all our guests lined up. Everybody wants on. It's just a matter of me buckling down and getting her done getting her done but uh yeah what else do i get oh we had a good question on the y103 facebook page today and we have a lot of people weighing in on this the question is simply do you think the nfl is fixed and a lot of people are firmly convinced that the nfl is fixed thoughts you know what if they keep fixing it for the Browns, I'm going to be happy. <laughs> you know, when they fix it for the Steelers, I think it sucks. <laughs> when they fix it for everybody else for the past 30 years, except for the Browns, then I'm against it. Yes. But you know what? If, if it was, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's put it that way. But then again, we live in Youngstown. And I think we invented the fix in Youngstown. Our entire life, no matter what it was, if you went to court, if somebody got a job, <laughs> if somebody did, the fix was always in, always. in Youngstown. Always. You know, I, I I don't know if we actually invented the fix, but we helped perfect it over the years with the mob and all the crooked politicians. You know, the fix was always in on something, you know. So I think, in, especially in Youngstown, we're always leery of that. And it probably has something to do with the with the gambling too, the legal oh, gambling. 100%. Because every time you see a questionable call, maybe before you, uh, stupid ref blew that one, but now it seems like you see it more and more. Or maybe because of Vegas and gambling and stuff, it brings it to the forefront of your mind. So maybe you're just focusing on that more, and you're kind of like, oh, is that a fix? You know. Even right, at, let, let me give you a hypothetical. Okay. The Browns game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At the very end of the game. Yeah. You kick the extra point instead of going for the two point. Yeah. The line is three or yeah. two and a half. Yeah. Right. So you kick the, the uh, extra point and now it's a three point game. Right. Right. And now those three point are losers. Right. Yes. And so do you think the fix is in where they're like, <laughs> go for the two points and make it a four point game? Yeah. You know, you got yeah, things like that. And I'll tell you, look at that one. The. Uh, what was the, what was the last game we played? The Browns last Rams? week. Rams. Okay. There was that one call, offensive interference against the Juco in the end zone. Yes. Yeah. And it killed the drive. And it was like, it wasn't even, there was nothing there. I mean, there was no pushing, no shoving. Yes. And they threw the flag and they, and they killed that drive. And then towards the end of the game, remember they called that stupid, he moved the ball. The center moved the right. ball. Yeah. You know, they, they call that thing like once in a blue moon <laughs> and then they call it on that drive at the end of the game where it had an impact. It makes you wonder. Yeah. You know, I'm suspicious, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a little suspicious because, and it, it's, it's kind of crazy now on how, especially the NFL has just embraced this gambling yeah. before the slightest, slightest in, 
inkling that there might be something astray with gambling, it was frowned upon. I mean, look at Pete Rose, you know? Yep. They still won't let him in the game because of gambling. And now all of a sudden, it's all cool, you know? Oh, yep. we're, because they're making money on it now. Now all of a sudden, it's like, oh, boy, that's it. Yeah, yeah, gambling's good. Gambling's good, right. you know? And you mean to tell me with all those players and stuff out there, there are people trying to fix them games and hitting them guys For up sure. and, you know? And and especially now with all the money that's involved. And you know what I find interesting, too, about that whole gambling thing is think about it. The mob in Youngstown was killing people left and right over gambling. That was one of their biggest money makers yeah. was illegal gambling, whether it was football pools, <coughs> football betting, sports betting in general, their little illegal casinos and big money card games and illegal gambling machines and all them little little uh, mill shops and stuff like that. That's what those guys were killing each other over, over the control of the gambling. And now it's just like, okay, you know, all of a sudden it's not bad anymore because, oh, we all found a way to make money on it, you know? before yeah. i think the only the, the the bad part about it wasn't really the morality of it it was more like uh oh we're not getting our cut now that they're all getting a cut it's like oh yeah hey every every other commercial on the nfl game get on uh fanduel.com right. and you know you still have time to make uh prop bets in the fourth quarter individual stat bets who's going to score the next touchdown all that kind of stuff you know and so now if you know for knew for sure that the WWNFL was totally rigged. Would they lose you as a fan? Well, I, I was always a wrestling fan. So, you know, you're going to go along with the soap opera. It's still a soap opera and a drama. You're still going to go. Yeah. You're going to see who the Good fix story is line, on. right? Yeah, yeah. We'll see what the storyline is right. and, and, and we'll just follow it, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just like a soap opera. But um, you would think with that many people that think that and as image conscious as they are, that they would be like, you know, hey, maybe this is looking a little shady. So if I were them, you know how like NASCAR, they take the officials radio and they make it public so people can listen in? Yeah. What if they would do that with the NFL officials? Yeah. We can hear what they were talking about and how they were contemplating it. Yeah. And you can hear if any shady calls were going on. Yeah. That's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah. Make it all above board. And yep. then they could charge you an extra dollar or something. You want to watch the game and you want to get the the – the behind the scene uh ch a chatter that and, would be interesting you know and to really hear them guys instead everybody speculating yep. or they should have the referees come out at the end of the game like everybody else and say like well what did you see there or you know play play the video back for them and have them be accountable okay well where did you see this guy get touched at or whatever See, I'd like to see when they make stupid calls them to get penalized somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there should be some kind of accountability for them. When I think it was was Cooper who they caught him out of bounds when he was like two yards inbounds. Like that guy should have been on trial for that. Yeah, I'll tell you, a couple years ago, me and my son went to see the Browns play Tampa Bay. And there was a couple of calls that were just non-calls that they yeah. called. And you're sitting there going... How did they not call that? Or why did they call that when it was just so there's nothing there, you know? So maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But like I say, if it, if it turned out that it was, I wouldn't be surprised, you know? 
But I think about gambling in Youngstown, though, man, back in the day. I mean, when they used to have, you know, the, the number, the bug, where you could play the, you know, the illegal lottery that the mob ran. And they would, uh, they would do it by the last three numbers of the Dow Jones index. And that's why it's a little trivia. That's why they used to always have that stock quotation on the front page of the Vindicator. Really? So everybody knew if they won the bug or not, wow. you know. And then you could go to those places and you could play for a, a penny, a dime, you know. And But it was it was so profitable that that's why they were killing each other. That's why we we're in all those mob wars among things. The gambling yeah. was a was a big, a big thing, you know, in Youngstown, we love to gamble. Youngstown is a gambling town from day one. What was, was it like NFL? Was it horses? Like what was, oh the yeah, everything, game? everything. You could bet on horses with these guys. You could bet on football. You could bet on basketball, you know, football Baseball pools. was big. So I'm saying that. Yeah. So that foot, foot, football pools. You know, that was another big one. You know, I remember I, I hit the, my first football pool when I was about five years old. And my cousin just gave me a football pool and told me, circle these things, circle a bunch of numbers on there. <laughs> I did. And I won the biggest bag of money I ever seen in my life. I know my cousin, he was kind of shady. It was probably even a bigger bag, but I'm sure he took his cut <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah. Before I, before it even got there, you know, hey, this kid's five years old. What does he need with all this money? You know, <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> we'll, good. we'll pay him off in ones and he'll think he has a lot, you yep. know? But I can still remember. I haven't hit too many football pools since then, but <laughs> you know, I, keep, I keep trying. Although now, you know, I don't even know if, you know, there's football pools floating around there anymore like there used to be, you know, with all this online stuff. And But I'll tell you, it does make it fun. It does make it fun. If you get into that, uh, on you know, online stuff, you know, I, I know my uh, my sister's boyfriend, Cav, he's really into it. And sometimes, you know, for like a $10 bet, he'll do like one of those parlays where you might have like 10 different things going, you know? Right. Okay, if the Browns score a touchdown in this, and if this guy gets another 10 yards for the, you know, the Raiders, and if this guy scores the first touchdown or, you know, and you got all this stuff going and plus a couple other games with the odds and yeah, the, the over-under hang, hangs on on this and you know, I'm not really sure how to do all that, but you know, they get those parlays going like that. So you're watching five games at a time and you it, know, it makes those other games interesting. Like, yeah. Oh two, yeah. You wouldn't give two shits about them otherwise. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and sometimes for like 10 bucks, you, you're, you're looking at maybe winning $1,200, maybe right. $1,500 at the end of the day. And you know, sometimes you're in it right, right till the end, you know, and Oh shit! They just scored that field goal. That fix was in. You know, yeah, that's when the fix is in. That's when the fix is they in. Get you <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn fix. <laughs> <laughs> Those numbers, guys, man, they know what they're doing. You know what though? It is amazing. Well, like, uh, who was the guy that um, Robert De Niro played in Casino? I know you're talking about. And he was a actual handicapper for horses and sports and everything. That's why the mob liked him because he was so good in figuring that stuff out. And, you know, that he, he was based on a true character. And that guy, when it came to sports betting, he was a genius. Yeah. Ace. 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 Yep. Ace and Nikki, Joe Pesci in that movie. Oh, the best. Uh, <laughs> Sharon Stone and Frank Vincent. The what classic. a good movie. Oh uh, yeah. Billy Bats. 
go get your shine box. Uh, I, you know, I love all those movies. I, I, I really like the, the, the mob movies. And I still want to see the Irishman. Some people say it's too long. It's like three hours long, but I want to see that. I think that'd be a good one. And, um, you know, but, uh, you know, the, the Sopranos, I, I just, I just love watching a hundred clips of those a day that Tulsa. I think we mentioned that before yeah. Tulsa with Stallone. Sly Stallone, you know, he, I, I think that's one of his best, best roles out there, man. I, I think that's really so good. So besides like Pesci, yeah. who's your best Italian player? Who's your best Italian actor? Uh, you know, mob actor. Well, you know, you got to like Robert De Niro and De Niro's the best. You know, Al Pacino, of course. Okay. You know, you know any of the guys that were in The Godfather, and you know Frank Vincent, of course, always plays a you know good character. And Joe Pesci, they're they're all good. They're Pesci's all good. my favorite. He really you know, is. He does. Such he's a good just job. really got that down. Yeah. And you know what's crazy about him? He could play all these heavies, and then you get him in Christmas Story, or you get him in My Cousin Vinny, yeah. and he's just as good in, in that kind of stuff as he is playing the heavy. Yeah. yeah. When you see him, though, you can't take the mob character out. Yeah, right, so right. playing it. Well, oh. that's like, I, I don't know if you watch The Sopranos, they had the, the one guy in there that was a real roach was Richie Aprile. And he was just like, he's the guy that ran over Beansy and crippled him and didn't give a shit. And, you know, and he, uh, Tony Soprano's sister ended up shooting him at the end, but he was such a roach in that and such a villain and such a heavy. Then the other day I was watching everybody loves Raymond and he's coming in there playing this old Italian guy that has a crush on Marie and he takes piano lessons from her. And I'm going, you know, there's Richie the Aprio, you know, and it's like, wow, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. Hey, Trenda's checking in. Hey, Trenda, I had a great time. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it all the way up to see you guys. I, I just had a short period of time. Trenda lives up by Daytona. And uh, hopefully I'm going to get to go down to Daytona Bike Week this year. I haven't been down there for a while. I'm due. And now, you know, once I go and I get that little, that little, that little that taste, bug? yeah, the yeah. bug, then it's like, man, I got to get down there. Yeah. I got to get down there. And, and it's a short fun. trip. Getting down to Florida is so easy. For oh, me. you know, yeah. Two hour flight, right? Yeah. You're in yeah. the nice warm weather. Yep. It, it's amazing on how you do that. You know, it's like, why am I wasting my time? This is two hours away. Yeah. What, what airlines did you take? I took Frontier. Okay. How was it? It was okay. Here's, here's what happened. I got sucked in. You know, like the thirty dollar flight, right? <laughs> okay, but then I ended up paying sixty bucks for a check. Your first bag, bag. yeah. <laughs> and I left it at that because the last time I went, I had a a laptop, and it was the for I had this big laptop case, and it wouldn't fit in the thing, and they made me throw it away. What? Yeah, it was either pay like sixty dollars or seventy five dollars at the gate, or throw it away. Uh, and they have no loss and found. They have no place you can check it. It's either you pay the 75 or you throw it in this garbage can right now. Uh, and so I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to dick around. I didn't want the hassle, but I like to go on those cheap flights when I could just fit a backpack, you know, three pairs of underwear, three pairs of socks, a couple of pairs of pants, a few shirts, throw it in there and then get them on the $39 ticket. And, and in a way, I go. With it. But I, I just didn't want to go through all that, all that hassle of it didn't fit, and then I got to pay the extra money and whatever. I just said, you know what, I'm just going to throw it in there. 
But I left, my plane left at 5.45. So that meant I had to leave here at 2 in the morning. And I get there, and uh, there was only like 20 people on the plane. Even the, even the uh, stewardess said, uh, this is the smallest flight we have had since COVID. Wow. But, but it was nice. Now, on the way back, it was packed, you know. But going down there. But you know what? No matter how many seats I got next to me, I could never get comfortable. They're just <laughs> It's just impossible to get comfortable. You know, you can't lean this way because something's sticking in you. And you, got, you know. See, I get squashed between two fat guys always. <laughs> like, I will eyeball the hot chick down the <laughs> yeah, aisle. Yeah. She'll never sit uh, next to me. Sitting here. <laughs> Ooh, <boy>. Never. <laughs> She's got short shorts and a tank top on. I can't nope. believe it. She's getting on the plane in her bikini. No. <laughs> I get the guy that whistles when he breathes. <laughs> or do people just eat some really nasty shit oh, when they come on? So bad. And it's like, no, don't sit next to me. All oh, the guys don't smells. Make that contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I don't look at this guy, <laughs> and even though he does have the ticket for the seat next to me, maybe it'll somehow he won't oh, be here. And then it's like, oh shit. Or then when you're out there and you're waiting to get on the plane and you're just scanning and you're like, I hope it ain't him. Please, not that guy. Oh, not that woman. Please, please, please. Chatty, no. chatty. Yeah, whatever. And it's like, oh, no, not that one. Oh, shit. No, no, no. Oh, oh good. You know? <laughs> yeah, I just start scoping them all out. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing this evening? Nice to have you along. Oh, you know what? Let's get down to uh, one of our main things that I wanted to do today. And I thought we'd get to the <laughs> start with this a little earlier because this is like one of one of the most important things I want to do tonight. But uh, yeah, once we started uh, getting on the vacation and uh, the traveling and all that stuff, you know, you know, see, you know, I'm not afraid of flying. Really, I am not afraid of flying. You know what I'm afraid of? Pooping my pants on the plane. For some reason, really? that is my biggest fear when I get on the, Why? I, I just sit there and think, boy, if I have to go, you know, what if I ate a bad bagel this morning or something before I got on the plane and I'm thinking, what if I have to sit here and they can't let you go or, you know, <laughs> please remain, what happens if you're, you know, they're given the, the, the uh, safety lecture and you got to be buckled in and you're, in you're poop like mode when they're giving a safety lecture <laughs> well, i'm just saying it's never happened knock on wood i All hope right. i'm not jinxing myself but i always worry about that okay if i if you know because some people have a fear of flying some people are claustrophobic for me it's either that or the person next to me doing the same thing yeah. you know can you well didn't they have that guy on that one plane that had the shit tornado it wasn't it look that up the poop hurricane on the plane and the guy, I guess, went running back and he was just like spraying everybody like a hippo in heat. Really? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Hurricane pooping. First one right there. Yeah. 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 No, that's not it. Uh-uh. That's a dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. Wait, Easy jet a plane defecation incident. incident. Yes. <laughs> uh, wait, Delta flight forced to turn around because of passengers' explosive diarrhea. Now that's a headline. Right? <laughs> it says it all too. Yeah. I don't think there's much more you gotta. Well, let, let, let's see what that that happened on a flight from Atlanta to Barcelona. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, my glasses are a little dirty here. I guess I can clean them off. <sighs> it was forced to return after a passenger had diarrhea. <laughs> it's just a biohazard issue. <laughs> the guy had an incident all the way through the plane. <laughs> Dude, from one was, end to the other. But that was a flight that was delayed eight hours. So come on. You ate your bagel eight hours later. Come on. Uh, our teams work quickly and safely as possible to get our customers to their final destination. <laughs> we sincerely apologize to our customers for the delay and the inconvenience in their travel plans. It's not the first flight this summer to have a passenger experience disrupted by bodily fluids. This week, a Canadian Air issued an apology after two passengers were told to sit in inadequately clean seats that had been covered with vomit from a, a previous flight. On June 30th, a traveler on Air France from Paris, Toronto, found his seat's footwell still wet from the previous passenger's blood and diarrhea. <laughs> we had to sit there smelling blood for the next seven hours. It smelled like manure, a strange smelling manure. Oh, that's so bad. That <laughs> the, flight attendant, <laughs> the flight attendant said he was handed hand wipes and told to clean the area himself before oh. being offered blankets from the business class to soak up the waste. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> that's your fear right well, there. Do you see why? Is that, is that like irrational or is that something that... Uh, you know, that you should at least be aware of. We're floating around in the back of your I've mind. I never thought of that until now. Well, there you go. Oh. <laughs> uh, Trenda says it's 49 degrees down in Daytona right now. Wow. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Ohio ain't looking so bad right now, is it? <laughs> yeah. Ashley said it looks like I'm going to take the train or drive home from here. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, you said, what, what did the train, how many hours did it take the train to go from Pittsburgh from Alliance. Down. Yeah. <laughs> that was like 31 hours, <laughs> 31 hours. But you know what? I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. If I could, if I could have mapped it out, I would have did it again this time oh. that I went down there. Really? If you're into it and you dig the train travel and you have no place to be three days down, three days back, you could really endure that. Well, 31 hours. That's one day. A day, right. yeah, not a day and a half. If okay. That. You know, you sleep a lot, and but you know what? It's the constant scenery. It's just the constant scenery, and you see things you would never see driving down the highway. True. You know, and uh, no, it's just so laid back. And you could drink while you're on your, you know, you got to sneak it, or you can go to the club car and buy some. But um, yeah, you know, I, I, I really enjoy it. I, I, I really what would do. make it if you had some cool people along the yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you have some cool people and you just sit there and you kick back and, you know, maybe you play some cards and crack some jokes and uh, the it, trip it, would go by like that. It, you know, and they got free Wi-Fi and they got plenty of uh, plugs to plug in anything you have. So it's not like that. What about a, a gambling card? Do they have any numbers? Oh, there we go. That would be one. Yeah. huh? Yeah. A little casino card. Yeah. 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 Now you're talking the casino car. That would that would go pretty good, but no, I, I tell you, if, 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 you know, it's it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody, and you definitely need some time to kill. But it's even just like the rocking of the train, and you know, just the clickety clack of the rails, and uh, you know, you just hear that. Mm -hmm. 
and you're just over the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just, you know, and, you know, you go by all the railroad crossings and you see all the cars and and you really get to see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaybird says now that you can eat edibles legally, the train would be a blast. It is. You know what? With so many places that have legal edibles now amtrak should even go and say this is made for edibles yes. I, I would make that the slogan i would say amtrak is made for edibles you know 100 <laughs> and i'll tell you what i think if people would get on there and eat some edibles or some gummies or some cookies and stuff they would have the craziest time it, it would just be like you're on this you know, and I, like I said before, you know, then all of a sudden, like a freight train will pass you by at 60 miles an hour going in the opposite direction. And all of a sudden you'll hear the, 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 the whistle from the passing freight train and you just hear, and then all of a sudden you just see this flying by your window and stuff. You walk between the cars where you could actually see the railroad ties and the wheels spinning and stuff. And you're rocking and rolling back and forth on there good time it is that but if i was amtrak uh you know i that that would be my uh i i would have like some kind of underground but then do you really want to go with the underground advertising we saw how well that worked for bud light maybe they should just figure it out yourself and you're good to go you know <laughs> yeah train you know crashes really do you in edibles i don't know for, for borderline yeah yeah you know, so, so. When, when is the fast freddy show going to for science take on the edibles well as soon as they as soon as this gets legal okay all right we got jay bird right here he's one of the per people expert. that's on our panel Total of experts expert. all right jay bird is in once it gets legal and we try to find what's the best product what's the best bargain what's the best buy what do you like the best so jay bird will be uh the jay bird will be on there okay okay all right jay bird our buddy sap dog is definitely going to be on the esteem panel Viking Jim has got to be on the esteem panel and we'll find a couple other ones that I, I, I just can't think of right now, but so what, for, are, what are your thoughts on, on the, the marijuana bill? You, you kind of what people voted for. And yeah. You know what? That's just wrong. That's and, just wrong. Okay. You know what? That's just wrong. I don't want to get in that whole politics okay. of that or whatever, but no, you know what? They put it on the ballot. You lost, get over it. Right. You know, these are the people, all oh, will of the people and all that kind of stuff. So if you're all, all for the honest election and blah, 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 then, you know, then, hey, the, the people voted. They said what they want. And now you're going to go change it because you didn't like it. Now, right. see, to me, that's bullshit. Right. You know, without getting too political, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> TJ wants on the on the esteem panel as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I have some total legal edibles right over there. Uh -huh. And so when we're ready for that day, yeah, I'm yeah. ready. Yeah, we we almost have to go to the uh, the shop and pick it out and get the shopping experience. Science. And yeah, total science. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know I know Jay Bird and edibles. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so we're going to get to the bottom. We're getting a real panel of experts here. No same, doubt. <laughs> same with same with our buddy Sap Dog. We're 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 gonna go into some, and of course Vike. I mean, you can't you never count Vike out, man. You know Who, who's our biggest expert? Would you say Jay Bird is? Uh, Jay Bird's pretty good. He's got he's got some history under him. Yeah, Jay Bird's pretty good, and uh, yeah, you know, and and Sap Dog, he's he's right up there. 
Sad dog almost put poor Jaybird in the hospital. Really? I didn't hear. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we changed the words of that song. I'll never smoke weed with Sap Dog again. The party's uh... all over before it begins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that. Yeah, we should probably take a, a, a road trip up to Michigan and compare. You know. <laughs> yeah, because that was his go-to when he had to make a run for yeah. legal stuff. He had to go to Michigan, right? Yeah. Well, and then I, I guess like if you got a medical card in Ohio and you take it to Michigan, if you have a medical card, they have special lower prices too than okay. uh, the 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 average average Joe. But like I say, I don't know why they just didn't say, okay, this is the way they do it in Michigan. This is the way we're going to do it here. Instead, oh well, maybe we're not going to make it powerful enough and. You know, and then they didn't want people to grow their own weed. How stupid was that? Okay. That would probably be the best thing. Yeah. Grow your little plants. You got them going in your backyard or in your in a special room or something. You got your hydroponics set up. Then, uh, I, oh, and then they want to jack the taxes up too. Oh, you know, taxes I mean? up the number yeah. of plant, plants yeah, down. Yeah. And the THC is way down. Like yeah. it went from 70 to like 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, why, why do they have to dick around like that? Especially on something so like silly to this, you know, right. because this is something, if you don't want to do it, you simply don't do it. Right. Very, very simple. Okay. And, and, and some of these people are acting like, oh, people are going to start taking marijuana. Well, <laughs> you know what? It's like, I don't know where you've been, but <laughs> I got a lot of friends, uh, like present company <laughs> on the chat board included <laughs> that I think they were su surprised when they said they're going to vote to legalize marijuana in Ohio, because I think a lot of my friends had no clue. I think that it was illegal to begin with. Right. You right. Know? <laughs> they, so I, I, you know, it, it's not like, uh, Let's see. Ruli is saying that a crop of six plants will yield 3,000 joints. He must be rolling some pins. Big time. <laughs> He's rolling some pins. <laughs> Obviously, he has never heard of the legal term blazing fat, G. <laughs> Maybe a 90-foot plant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Six 90-foot plants, sure. <laughs> That yeah, that should that should totally. get you that should get you three thousand <laughs> joints. Uh, uh, you know what? Yeah, see these guys, they they don't know what they're talking yeah, about. They they really don't. Freaking politicians. And of course, like I said on previous shows, this is where they get their appointees to the marijuana commission and the, you know, there's going to be a marijuana czar and then they're going to have to hire agents to check all these places and they got to build this whole bureaucracy. That's why they kick that tax up a little higher and then they could help out all their buddies, you know, taxes to, and yeah. taxes and taxes. And then they, they, they just add all their friends and everything. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll have to see what uh, what Ruli is saying about that. I just I just don't follow the news. I know I, I just don't follow the news. I, you know, I I don't I don't. It, it's it's just really disappointing that when the people vote on something like that and the le legislator picks it up and changes it, that's, and, that's and especially the Republicans who are on the big oh the integrity of the ballot and everything, and then the people vote, and then you're going to turn around and do that. Yeah. So 
I, I got to be careful. I don't want to delve too far into that, especially because I got some other things I want to say about that. But I you still haven't got touched some, your bourbon. Like, uh, you got to yeah, get it going. Yeah. Come on. You're, you're, you know, you're not going to get any more bourbon. and You're not going to try the rye whiskey until you finish your the bourbon. bourbon. <laughs> now drink it or you're not getting any more. <laughs> <laughs> until that glass is empty <laughs> until your plate is clean you will not get any rye whiskey until you the finish your bourbon pudding. <laughs> you don't finish your pudding oh, no your meat <laughs> you don't you don't you don't finish your bourbon you don't get any rye whiskey <laughs> and that's that simple yep uh no what do we got here we had uh what uh john want to know what we have as far as bourbon Oh yeah, we didn't have the fighting it was cock. Penelope. Oh no, we didn't. No, we we had Weller. Yeah, or, or is that is that Penelope? No, we finished the Weller, and then uh... the Weller was finished, and then we had some Penelope. Oh okay, all right. And this is new stuff. Like I have I have never tried this before, but is that toasted, like caramelized flavor of Penelope? Yeah. All right, Jay Bird wants us to salute. Salute, Jay Bird. Here you go. You know we should do our traditional Ukrainian toast. Okay, I'm in. Okay, lead it. Now, when I say budmo, you say hey. Okay. Okay. All right, everybody, raise your glass. Here we go. Budmo. Hey. Budmo. Hey. Budmo. 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 Hey. 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 Lastrovia. All right. Yum yum. Woo. Nice. Ukrainian, <laughs> Hungarian. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, goes. there we go. Yeah, John Simpson. Uh, John, <laughs> Don Simpson give you that. Give that a. <laughs> what did he say? Okay, I'm gonna get to my rye whiskey in a little bit here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, anywho, yeah, you know, it, it's like, come on, man. Fair is fair. You put it on the ballot, you know, and uh, yeah, like I say, I don't want to delve into the whole politics thing. Cause that just ain't my thing. Yeah. You stay my, away from it. It's, my new slogan is get sucked into it. My slogan is, and I just come up with this not too long ago. My new slogan is turn off the news or quit listening to the news about everything that's wrong in this country and tune into me and let's celebrate everything that's right with it. You know, and then you have somebody on party, rock and roll, edibles, R-O-C-K in the USA, rocking in the USA. That's my whole philosophy well, there. I, I, I taught my son your old philosophy. If it's free, it's for me. And times now- are tough. I'll take three. <laughs> I'm a whore. Give me four. Man alive. Give me five. <laughs> Don't be a dick. Give me six. six yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah jaybird says it was voted that way just let it be Amen. which you would think you know what don't come and pull that kind of stuff and i mean all these politicians too like when they gerrymander these districts and all that stuff and you know yeah never mind let's move on okay because we w- let's see we covered the weed we covered the browns football we covered completely. fishing How, how's miami doing have we seen Everything's are are you a Miami fan spending all this time in Florida with your pinky uh sipping oh no cappuccino? No, 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 no. Browns I'm, fan through and through. No, no. People look at me in some of them places and go, What the heck's this guy up to? <laughs> you know, they give me funny looks and stuff, you know. <laughs> some guy come up to me and he goes, 
I got to talk to you. You look like a very interesting person. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And I said, I think I am. I said, some people think that I am. Some people think I'm a dick. So you're rolling your dice here. <laughs> you take. And let me guess. He was from Northeast Ohio down in Florida. <laughs> no, no. He was some guy. No, he was from over by Philadelphia somewhere. Okay. Good, good guy. And yeah, we, but uh, yeah. Florida is so. an interesting place. The diversity of types it is. of people Oh, yeah, there. yeah, oh. yeah. People from everywhere. Yeah. People from everywhere. You know, and uh, it, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. It's, it, I mean, you know, St. Pete, downtown St. Pete, I think they got three or four high-rise projects going. I mean, when you go to Florida, you see them big tower cranes everywhere. They're Always building. Expanding. They're building stuff left and right. Anywhere there's a spot to build something. They're building something yeah, for sure. You know, even Clearwater on the beach. I'm like, I don't know where they'll fit another place. Next thing you know, you go there, there's a 20 story high rise, like, wow. You know? And yeah, it's just, uh, the, the state is booming, man. Yeah. But <laughs> you, you hit Clearwater a lot. Is it your favorite? Yeah. 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 Clearwater for sure. Although you know what? And I, and I blew my chance with Jaybird. I got to get the key West. I got to get the key West and you know what I was even thinking when I was down there, I said, if these guys get eliminated from the uh, bass tournament, I said, I'm going to rent a Harley and ride to key West. Well, then it dawned on me again. Oh shit. I don't have a driver's license, (laughs) you know, expired driver's (laughs) license. How am I going to get down there? But, but, um, actually that, that, that's kind of a funny story there. Um, you know, Jaybird, he went down to, uh, he went down to, uh, him and our buddy Vince, they went down to, uh, Key West and they, they took, they took a ride down there and they, uh, Jaybird or Vince had some family members down in, uh, the Clearwater area. And then they went down to Pine Island and all this stuff and they wanted me to go. And this is just when I was still laid off too. And I, I forget something come up and I couldn't go. And I'm like, damn, I wanted to go so bad. And then that's when I got hired on Y103. And it was like, oh, if I would have went with them guys, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't be working, yeah. <laughs> you know, which ain't a bad thing either. Because at my point, it was kind of like, all right, you know, I'm going to go there. It's going to suck. I'm going to say, well, I tried, you know, and then away, you know. Right. Uh, but because I'll tell you, if I was in Key West, I would have never answered the phone for that one. I would have never, ever answered the phone. I would have never picked it up. There was no way favorite. in the world. I would I, I because I knew, you know, it was our manager and I knew, and I was like, if, if I was in Key West, there was no way in the world. Because I'll tell you, actually, for me, COVID wasn't really all that bad, you know, because I got, um, you know, my severance pay from from being off. And then, uh, you know, then I, I just rode the unemployment train. Unfortunately, when I got laid off, though, um, yeah, Jaybird's thinking Daytona in March. And then we just keep on going right down to the Keys. It's a good plan. I'm really down for that, man. Mm-hmm. I'm really feeling it. So, you know, then I, uh, yeah, I thought, well, maybe, you know, I'll work there for a little bit and it'll suck. And then I could say, yeah, I gave it a try. And, but it, it's, it, it's turning out that it's working really, really well. Yeah. I mean, really well. 
and you know, I, I just wouldn't be saying that to say it, you know, if it, if it wasn't going good, I'd kind of be like, that's ah, all right. You know, I'm, I'm hanging in there, but you know, it, it, it's just been going well for the last couple of years. Oh, but getting back to COVID, you know, so then, you know, when I got unemployment for, uh, you know, after my severance ran out, but my problem was I didn't get all that extra money that everybody was getting because I was coming off of a severance package and it wasn't that I lost my job because of COVID and that's where they were given all the, oh, all the money. Yeah. So I got the 450 or whatever they gave you, you know, and I didn't get all that extra, Oh, you know, you got an extra bonus for this. You got an extra bonus for that. I was just stuck because my thing, I'll tell you what, collecting unemployment was no picnic. I don't know how some of these people stay on it and work the system and stuff. And some of these people are just dumbasses. I mean, I had the biggest problem. I mean, I went weeks without getting it. Then they'd send me some and then they'd take it back and then they'd give me double. And, oh, it was a, it was a pain in the ass, you know? Yeah. Not an efficient system whatsoever. No, no. And I, you know what? You almost just have to be like out there to take them and just say, don't check any boxes. Don't answer anything else. But, you know, at, at the time I was doing, you know, Taylor Kia commercials and, you know, I was still doing work and stuff. And the last thing I'm going to do is, you know, be on, on the radio and, you know, right. Hey, it's fast Freddie. And, you know, I'm on unemployment, you know, I want to make <laughs> sure that everything was above board, but right. sometimes you, you click the wrong box or something and it turned into this, month-long investigation and then they would look at it and they go oh, okay yeah well from now on you don't put that and like oh, okay you know but uh yeah but but covid was probably the best like two years of my life i rode my motorcycle more than i ever rode it i went fishing more than i ever went and if i would have made it to key west i might still be there mm -hmm. lose freddie to key west yep yep yeah, my buddy Hercules got a place down there and he's always inviting me. He's going, I got a motorcycle down here for you. Free place to stay. Get your ass down here. It's always like something coming up, you know. So you've never been down there? No. Oh, you got it. I want to go to that fantasy week they have where all the naked people and stuff are running around. Yep. I've never been there for naked week. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to get my ass down there. Okay. You know what? Before I forget, and we're almost out of time here, I probably should have did this right at the beginning of the show, but uh, you know what? I, I still want to get this in because I do attribute every year to a, a, a longtime friend of mine. Hey, Elizabeth, how are you doing? I hope Elizabeth is uh, feeling good. That's my wish for Elizabeth for the new year is she's been battling a lot of health problems here lately. And I just hope she get same with John Simpkins, man. I see a couple people out here that I just hope that 2024 is these guys are feeling good and right. getting back in the, you know, tip top shape. You know, I, I really do hope that. And um, so anyways, uh, every year at this time, I, I do a little tribute to a friend of ours that we lost back in 1991. And his name was uh, Mike Laird. And Mike started out with us at, at uh, CD106 as an intern. And back in 1991, he befriended Eddie Vedder. Uh, Mike was, um, Mike, shortly after he did this interview with Eddie Vedder, who Pearl Jam was just coming up. And he met Eddie Vedder in Columbus and he did an interview with Eddie on a bridge 
in Columbus. They climbed up on top of this bridge and they did the radio interview from the top of this bridge. And so then it happens that a little bit afterwards, not even a month later, Mike Laird gets killed in an auto accident. And he was like 20 years old. And I remember this day. It was just so sad. You know, him and a bunch, we had all these young guys that were just so enthusiastic and so into rock and roll. And at the time we had this publication called Wolf Tracks. And Mike and all of his buddies were just these diehard young rock and roll dudes that just loved it. And they were all fired up and they were writing all these great articles and stuff. And we found out the bad news about Mike at, at our Christmas party for Wolf Tracks. And it was just so devastating. And it was like, we lost such a, a good person and it just, it just hit us all so hard, you know? And he, you know, he was just like one of these promising young guys and just so into it and just such a, a sweet person, a nice person. And then we got hit with that terrible news. And to this day, since 1991, I always remember him and uh, recognize him. And what we got here right now, this is the interview that he did in 1991 with, um, with Eddie Vedder on top of a bridge in downtown Columbus when Pearl Jam was just starting out and they were opening in 1991 for the Red Hot Chili Peppers in Columbus. And this is the interview that Mike did. And, uh, and then I'll go on with the story, how they became friends and everything afterwards. And uh, to this day, also Eddie Vedder remembers Mike. So here's their interview. This is, uh, you know, boy, this, and you know what? This was really big at the time with somebody from Youngstown, Ohio, a radio station in Youngstown, Ohio, to land an interview like this with Eddie Vedder and to do it from the top of a bridge to be crazy to begin with. So here's our conversation with Mike Laird and uh, Eddie Vedder from the top. Are we going? Yeah. 91. Okay, this is, this is Eddie from Pearl Jam. And damn, that's a long drop. It's about to jump. And we're getting ready to fall into the Olentangy River in Columbus, Ohio. Olentangy, here I come. Olentangy. Is it deep enough? Uh, I don't. I think you hurt yourself. Is there like a ladder I can get out at the end? No. Nah. There's a there's a drainage pipe over there. I don't know if you could hook drainage up. Drainage pipe. All right. Um, I'd like to ask you, um, how you got involved with Pearl Jam? Um, um, okay. That that was it. How I got involved? Um, well, it's a short question with a long answer, um, and it's very hard to to condense the, the situation um it, it was a number of events that occurred um you know the the band evolved out of mother love bone um which tragically uh, ended with um the death of their singer due to um an overdose of drugs um a friend of mine named jack irons got a tape of this new project that stone and jeff were trying to put together they wanted to invest their lives again in, in music even though uh, their last uh, livelihood had been taken away from them, and, and uh, they still had faith. They were writing amazing songs, maybe even more amazing, because they had uh, these intense thoughts on their mind, and, and I just happened to have some intense thoughts on mine at the same time when we hooked up, even though we didn't know each other. Um, the music that sprouted uh, right off the bat was was all pretty heartfelt and deep, and, and uh, the meeting was one that we all uh, look back on with reverence. It, it was... Uh, it was an intense week. The first week I went up there, um, we wrote quite a few songs, and, and before we know it, like the 
spent five days rehearsing. The sixth day, we, we played a fucking show in Seattle. And the seventh day, um, we recorded these songs. Yeah, no, we didn't. We we actually recorded. I could could have used a little rest. I could use a little rest right now, but it doesn't seem like um, the schedules in the future of this band really uh, um, caters to, to rest <laughs> right now. Um, a lot of your um, your songs are sort of on the dark side. Um, 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 is there any uh, any reason for that? Or is, is that just mostly what you see? Or? I think it's me. You know, I, I think... Um, I don't know. It's uh, my emotions. It seems like I should be even really happy right now, especially since I'm like... You know, I feel like I'm the luckiest Chili Peppers fan in the whole world. You know, I get to like tour with them and, and hang out, play shows. It, it's It's been amazing. But the fact is, it's like, you know, my emotions are like a quarter flipped in the air. It's just like black and white, black, and, you know, good and bad, constantly. And, and uh, you know, may, maybe by talking about things that may be a little darker or more, um, you know, on the negative side of our, our existence, by dealing with them, maybe that's where I find my happiness. You know what I mean? And, and maybe that's what turns my quarter. Right. And maybe that, that's what flips my, you know, uh, my, my quarter to the, the bright side. And the fact is, I think the music... Uh, does the same thing. I, I think that the lyrics might be, um, you know, digress into the into the deeper sides of of our psyches, but I think the music um, somehow turns it celebratory, you know. And I think that's, I don't know, it's one of my favorite parts about it. It was never thought about it; just happened that way. It's cool. You said something about your, uh, your own uh, Mr. Bungle. Oh, was yeah. that a joke, or was that? It's a band called Sexecutioner. I play drums with. Yeah. Yeah, and I've kind of uh, let's see. I wonder who I've modeled myself after in that band. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe Peter Chris. I don't know. So you're you're a drummer too. There's so. a lot of this going on, you know. <laughs> cross. There was a visual there. Yeah, yeah. It's a little cross stick. You know the classic Peter Chris thing, which no one really has been able to pull off until me. <laughs> um, is there ever going to be like a surprise uh, drum session with with Eddie um, playing the drums? Pearl Jam. Well, McCartney did it for the Beatles, I think. Uh, I think if it ever gets to the point where the, the band isn't getting along in the studio and I have to cut them, then then I will. That won't happen. Um, Hopefully the band will always get along. Yeah. It's one of our young really interns from yeah. back in the day, Mike Laird, back in 1991. And he had a chance to interview Eddie Vedder when they were just starting out and they were opening for Pearl, or they were opening for the Red Hot Chili Peppers in Columbus and Mike and Eddie did this interview from on top of a bridge because they wanted to do something crazy. And like I said, sadly, uh, like a month after that interview or so, we ended up losing Mike, you know, at, uh, you know, I, I just don't know what to say, but you know, we ended up losing him in a, in a traffic accident and, uh, you know what, to, you just sit there and you wonder, you know, these guys that we had working with us, they're on wolf tracks and, you know, on our publications and they were just so into this and who knows where these guys might've been today or, you know, where, where Mike might've been today. You look back now, it's been almost 30 years and you go, where, where might he have gone? What might he have done? You know, this is just a start. This is your first, this is your start. You're interviewing Eddie Vedder on a bridge in Columbus. And then, uh, Let's fast forward to uh, 19 or 2013, 2013 console energy, which is now PPG paints arena in Pittsburgh. And um, Mike's family is at the show and Eddie Vedder recognizes them and tells this whole story about Mike. 
So from the stage of Console Energy in Pittsburgh in 2013, when they're playing the song Sirens for the very first time ever, this is what Eddie had to say. And this is uh, also moving that, uh, you know, I, I just felt that I wanted to share it with everybody. Are we going? Yeah, we're going. Okay, this is this is Eddie from Pearl Jam, and damn, that's a long drop. It's about to jump. And we're getting ready to fall into the Olentangy River in Columbus, Ohio. Olentangy, here I come. Olentangy, splash. Is it deep enough? Uh, I don't. I think you hurt yourself. Is there like a ladder? I can... All right, go back to you. Okay. All right, we got a a, a little glitch here. Uh, we got to get the right clip on. That's the same one, but um, this is uh, this is going to be um, Eddie Vedder. Okay, that right under right under my name, that one right there. Yeah, there you go. All right, this is Eddie Vedder remembering Mike Laird, 2013 in Pittsburgh with his family in attendance, and uh, this is before they played the song Siren, and it was the first time that uh, Pearl Jam had played this song in concert. So I think we got it right there. Okay, maybe not. Okay, hold on, hold on. We're gonna get this. Okay, yeah, that's that's that. When this is interview two, all right, we're gonna get this here. Slight technical difficulty. I've been having a tech technical difficulty with this all day. All right, hopefully this is it, Joe. Okay, you ready? All right, this is Eddie Better remembering Warren, Ohio's Mike Laird from the stage in Pittsburgh in 2013. All right, up there. That's good. That's good. I'm not where uh, I'm not sure where he's sitting uh, tonight, where his family is. But um, we're going to dedicate this to a local family. Um, back the first time we might have come through here. Actually, I, I think I might have met him in Cincinnati or something. Um, there was a uh, oh come on. He was a he was a he was a kid going to college and and uh, and we did an interview sitting on a bridge and it was something I always remembered and, and we kind of uh, were being daredevils and decided to do the interview on top of this bridge so I don't even know what fucking bridge it was but we climbed up the top of this bridge and sat with our legs dangling over and, and did this radio interview and um, the sad part was that uh, you know it was a tragic accident. Not much longer, uh, not much, not, not, not too long after that. And um, I never got to see him again, but uh, his, his, brother's, uh, his brother thinks about him all the time. His dad thinks about him all the time. The mom, it's, he's still part of their lives. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's just not right in front of them. And uh, and his memory lives on within me and everybody who met him. And uh, we're going to play this next song for him and maybe bring him into the room. It's called Sirens. So there you go. Forever young, Mike Laird. And at least with me, his memory will live on as long as I'm around. And we'll continue to share that with you every year at this time of the year. So, man, what a great kid. A great family. 
awesome bunch of people. And there you go. There is a uh, Youngstown Warren connection with Pearl Jam, a very tight uh, connection with Pearl Jam. And I'm told that Eddie Vedder has a picture of Mike on his desk to this day. So it's just uh, a, a tragic story, but man, what a story it is. What a story it is. So Mike, we do miss you. And uh, every year at this time, I always send my condolences out to his family. So Mike Laird forever young. So I don't, you know, boy, after something like that, I don't know what to say. Maybe, maybe that's why I say this. We're close to the end of the show because, you know, I didn't really want to come out and, uh, and and do that. But I'll tell you what, man, that was just the whole thing and the way it went down and at such a festive time. And, you know, we had never been in that kind of situation where we lost somebody like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially when everybody's young like that and everything, and 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 just the way things were going so good for us at CD one hundred and six, and like I say, he was on the staff of our newspaper, Wolf Tracks, and we just had all these young guys that were just so into it and so fired up, and it was just oh, such a good vibe, and to have that happen was uh, really kind of a you know not kind of a, it was really a you know, really heartbreaking. But uh, like I say, is you know, his, his memory will live on as long as I'm around doing this. And every time I play Pearl Jam in my mind, I'm always sending it out in Mike's memory. So that was, uh, uh, that was something, man. That was yeah, something. Rock and roll has a lot of tragedy, a lot of emotion yep. wrapped up in it. Yep. And uh, Lisa said she knew Mike since they were 15. So she knows what, what a great guy he was. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah, he had that long hair and a flannel shirt and everything. And I mean, all them guys, the, his whole crew there, man, they were all rockers. They yeah. were all rockers. And it was just, uh, it was just so exciting to have all them young guys just so into it and so pumped up and so fired up. And CD 106 was going through the roof. And uh, that was just some good times. And maybe that's what made it hurt even a little more and maybe uh, made it sting a little more is because things were going so good. You know what I mean? Yeah, to have all that talent come out at one time in Seattle, yes. you know, yeah. like big grunge. Yes, scene. yes, yes. And then just to have all our guys, these young guys that were so into it, yeah. and so fired up and just loving it and just, you know, digging a chance to be a part of something in the rock and I roll thing. And, you know, it was, uh, it, it was really a special time. It was really a special time. So like I say, whenever you hear me play a Pearl Jam song, in my mind, it's always Salute. going out to Mike Laird. Salute. Yeah, here we go. There Cheers. Go. Okay, so what do we got here? What is, uh, this is the um, Penelope. Yeah, this is the uh, Penelope. Okay. You've officially had the Penelope. Mm. Tasty stuff. Oh, that is good. Cleans the sinuses out a little bit there, too. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm kind of making a, a, a transition here, though, because I went from... Uh, you know, the, the little fruity drinks there for a while down in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you have to margaritas. Yeah. yeah. And- I, you know what? I didn't, I didn't do the margaritas. I, I pretty much stuck with the blueberry mojitos. Okay. And at, at the sandbar at the uh, Opal Pearl there, Opal resorts, honestly, they do have the best blueberry mojitos anywhere and when you say best you mean strongest or tasty no tasty perfectly tasty. perfectly crafted okay that's what i'm saying perfectly crafted and uh they give you a buzz but it, it, you know and they, they they put a lot of mint in there it's almost like a little salad i feel like it's a salad because you know with the blueberries and the mint and the leaves it's like you get that on your straw and you're you're eating a little salad and uh 
the dolphins are jumping and the sailboats See, you can get addicted to that super quick. The oh. calypso music. Yeah. yeah. The, mojitos the yo, dolphins yeah the oh yeah oh no it's uh, it's it's highly addictive it's highly addictive <laughs> <laughs> it's highly depressive when you come back man uh okay strong okay yeah now jaybird says strongest margaritas were in sandy in sandusky last year every year one of our traditions we have a whole group of us uh, ohio bike week comes up end of may beginning of june and we always make our annual pilgrimage and we go to the Margaritaville in Sandusky. And we always get a pitcher of strawberry margaritas because they're always usually so good. This last time we went, we had, we had a big crowd with us. We had a big gang. We probably had about 20, 30 bikes with us. And um, we get there and I said, you know what? I was so fired up. I said, I'm getting two. I'm I said, let's get two pitchers of uh, strawberry margaritas. We're going to share. We're all going to enjoy this. The woman behind the bar, and I have a video of her pouring this. She just got the bottle of tequila and the bottle of triple sec and just filled up both pitchers to the top. And she put in the tiniest drop of strawberry. 5% strawberry, <laughs> yes. 95% yes, alcohol. Yes, And, <laughs> you know, usually you like them because, you know, the, the, you know, it's almost like a pussy drink. You're on the bike, you know, and, you know, it's 90 degrees out. And you just want, you know, something to, you know, you don't necessarily want to start pounding shots of tequila, which basically <laughs> is what this pitcher was. Two of them. Yes. And I poured the first one. I go, oh, you know. <laughs> oh, it's a it's, it's it's a shot of tequila with a little bit of triple sec put in and a tiny <laughs> drop of strawberry. <laughs> Everybody started drinking those, and it was just like we were whoo. It took a lot of people to drink those two pitchers. It now, wasn't. Can you name the place up in Sandusky? What places you hit? Yeah, Margaritaville, uh, Raised by the Bay. Okay. Um, the the Barrelhead, uh, the or the uh, Barrel Saloon. That's a good one. That's right out on the pier. It's a Jack Daniel's bar. Um, where else we go? Uh, the, the the Iron Pony out there on the uh, before you come into town. Um, you know, the Harley shop, they always have something going on there. That's where uh, Jay, you know, not only did, did, did that day, did we find the strongest margaritas, we also found the strongest edibles. Oh, That's all no. I'm going to say is, Jay, we, knew, we, we have found out what Jay's limit is on, on edibles. Because I thought they were bullshit because the guy was just handing them out, like for free, free samples. I'm thinking, hey, wait, this is Ohio, man. You can't. You know, what are these? It's like the CDB or whatever, you know. And uh, Jay just started telling everybody, hey, if you're going to get one of those, he's handing them out for free. Just give them to me. And, uh, oh, no. So we, we did find out that Jay's limit on edibles is five and a half. Five and a half <laughs> what? Edibles. Tote, like he took five <laughs> edibles? Five and a half. Oh my god. I think it was the Jay? half. It was the half that got him. Yes. It was definitely the half five, that got him. Totally fine. Half done. <laughs> so what what does Jay Bird act like when he's at five and a half edibles? Uh, you know, he's not he's not an asshole or anything, but he's you feeling know, it. Yeah, he's feeling it. Okay. He's feeling it. Yeah, those are 50 milligrams each, too. Yes, thanks, Jay. For Jay Bird, you're my hero, brother. <laughs> He just kept munching those things down. Yeah. 
hey, go over here and tell him guys you want one in free samples and you can just give it to me <laughs> okay five edibles and then, and then from there and then from there <laughs> we wind up at margaritaville with the world's strongest margaritas <laughs> wow that's awesome by the time we got over to raise at the bay man i was like i gotta get a sandwich or something here you know <laughs> you got to be careful but i'll tell you what we have a good time yeah we have a good time this, this summer we just ran out of summer man because we we go all over the place man yeah yeah didn't yeah you definitely didn't need to drink but he did <laughs> he didn't need to but he did but you don't want to waste those two pictures of margaritas exactly. right 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 especially that that is like one of the main things that we look forward to every year going to sandusky and going to margaritaville and getting a picture of strawberry sure. margaritas that's what they're known for and we usually go there and then we try to go there when uh bait of ohio does their bike giveaway at the end of the summer you know they always give away a harley and if you're at margaritaville and they draw your name margaritaville pays for all the taxes so you pretty much just gotta you get a bike and a trailer and you Vroom, gone. yeah uh, you're you're on the road nice and we try to make it up there too but it's, i'll tell you I, I don't know this summer i gotta i gotta reschedule things or rethink things you know because i'm missing out on too much fun but it's not that i'm not having fun that's the thing you know i mean i'm having fun you just, you know, if, if I, if I it. can't go, you know, if I can't go to Margaritaville, it's probably because I'm at some other party or something, you know, <laughs> it's not like I'm painting a building. It's not like I'm not digging a ditch. Oh, I, I can't go to, I can't go to Margaritaville because I'm digging a ditch. It's like, oh, I can't go to Margaritaville because I'm at you know, this party here or something, you Poor know, Freddie in the mill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's our one buddy, our one buddy Vince that we lost last year. That was one of the, probably the low life of our year. Of course, well, low, low light, not low life, but low life as well. fits in this whole scenario, but, uh, losing Vince was a, a big blow to us. He was a good guy and a good friend. And, um, but he was the one that had me pegged. He always had me pegged. He, you know, I had to kind of tell him, Hey, you know, don't, don't let word get out as to what I do. You know, he had, <laughs> he, he was one of the few people that had it figured out pretty well. And he would remind me like, Oh yeah, you got to work today. What do you got to do to go to work today? Well, I got to get out to the brother's regime castle for the chicken roast and the wet t-shirt contest. Yep. <laughs> you know and then, making pierogies and then, and then they, they, they would laugh and he would laugh he had this laugh and yeah i go well somebody who's gonna host the wet t-shirt contest somebody got to be out there somebody you know yep and uh sacrifice yeah yeah and, and it's like okay well i can't go there today because it's the wet t-shirt contest i gotta yeah. work i i miss those videos like i used to live by the fast uh, freddy hopefully Facebook i'll tell you what if me and jay bird make it down to daytona you know what kind of put a damper on that though for me is once they started that whole me too movement and everything and, and maybe i'm a puss or whatever but some of that stuff for me to put up there isn't really worth the headache or the hassle right. you know what i mean especially nowadays you know you get one person that takes that stuff the wrong way and then they're on your advertisers and things like that so you, you it's almost like you know what you guys know what um, what it's about you know me i'm talking about the wet t-shirt contest you could visualize it 
but you know, I don't have to go so much where somebody's going to be so offended. Well, I, you know, I, we, we all know that you don't enjoy that. You're a journalist that is, yeah, I'm just trying to happening. report what is happening in exactly. front of me. Right. And if it means that we have to get a woman doing the technique at the wet t-shirt contest where they call the washing machine, where she puts her entire boob in the pitcher and they shake the pitcher around and rotate it. Who else I'm is going to cover there. that? Yeah. Right. Right. We need you friend. And with, with any credibility whatsoever. Yeah. You know, you might get somebody to go there, but like uh, we need you to make the sacrifice. Yes. Hold your nose. And you know walk what? Up I'm to glad. Machine. I'm glad somebody recognizes yes, that. For sure. Thank you, Joe, for 100%. recognizing that. And, and, and uh, realizing, him. oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, tell him about Waterboy. Okay, Waterboy Frankie. And this is, you know what? This is really kind of a tragic story. We're at Yankee Lake, and we have the wet T-shirt contest going on. And they were going to do a uh, raffle off. You get to be the water pourer. So somehow, Frankie gives some guy a $10 bill and they said, all right, you're in, get up on the stage. And Frankie's this little Hungarian guy. Love him. He's a, he's one of our buddies and Frankie gets up there and he gets to pour the water, but we did the auction anyways. And the guy that won the auction comes up too and gets to pour the water. But Frankie, he just weaseled his way up there <laughs> and he is pouring water on the women, but he's standing right in front of them. And we're like, Frankie, get the hell out of the way. Stand off to the side and pour it on him and everything. And he was up there. He was having the time of his life. And unfortunately, we were on a motorcycle run this towards the end of summer. And we were going down to the uh, motorcycle memorial wall to pay tribute to our buddy Vince that we lost this year. And his whole family was there and everything. And, uh, and, um, Frankie crashed on the run. Mm. Had a, you know, they had to fly him to the hospital and stuff. He's finally getting better. But uh so this year though, after the crash, we we did the, the first water that we poured on the uh last did, did you coach him? Did you tell him where he went awry here? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But then okay. after he wrecked, and then then we had another wet T-shirt contest, and in his honor, we poured the first picture. Perfect, picture Perfect. in his honor, and we sent him a video of it nice. and everything. But uh, yeah, yeah, Bill Larson, it's about time I get to work. You got it, Bill. <laughs> Bill knows how hard I work. He's seen me at racetracks and truck nights and serious journalism going on here. Somebody's got to do it. Absolutely, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to post stuff on Facebook, you know, <laughs> no, I, I don't want to talk about this too much because then when people really figure out what I do, you know, <laughs> so do, do you ever hit put in bay? Like that's one place I see, you know what? Tons of stuff. Going I on. am. I have not been to put in bay in 15 years and I'm sick to my stomach. As a matter of fact, and we're, we're going to have Mike Mad Dog Adams on. My buddy Mad Dog has played at the Roundhouse in Putin Bay for 40 years. You think I got a job? Mad Dog's <laughs> job has been to play at the Roundhouse for 40 freaking years. Nice. And from what I understand, they pay him pretty well. That's a nice little summer job, let me tell you, for what... But you know what? He is just so talented 
And I mean, b- between him and Pat Daly used to be the main two. Pat was the king of Putin Bay. Pat Daly is the guy that put Putin Bay on the map as far as entertainment. Captain Danny Galbensia put Putin Bay in the Western Basin on the map for walleye fishing. He invented the Erie Deary lure, and he was one of the early charter boat captains out there before anybody knew what Lake Erie walleye charter captains were all about. And uh, Mad Dog. And, and, and Pat Daly. Pat Daly was an, is another guy that um, is just, he was a, you want to talk about an entertainer, you know? See, that's when I see these guys too. You know, when I go out somewhere, when you see how these guys command a crowd and entertain people, you know, it's like, I, I didn't see any of that in Florida. I did not see anybody out there that was just like, you know, I, big audience yeah or i am here and we're putting on a show yeah and we're gonna grab you and you're gonna you know we're gonna have everybody singing we're gonna have everybody doing toast we're gonna have people on their feet you know i mean you know they they, they grab you they grab you and i mean they, the, those guys are real entertainers and you know when you watch them and you know if, if you're even doing something similar you got to look at those guys and go Better be doing that, man. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? These guys, like like Mad Dog, he is, man, we, we have had some good times. And, you know, especially some behind the scenes, putting Bay stuff and everything, and old school putting Bay, and, and Pat Daly too, man. Pat Daly is, has such an interesting story. And Pat is one of those guys, do you have, and I know we all have people like this, do you have that one guy you know, but you could never remember his name. You know, it's like, there's this one guy and you're like, oh, that's, um, <laughs> that's, um, that's how I am with Pat Daly. Okay. You know, he never remembers me, but then when I remind him and then he goes, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And his roadie, his roadie, you know, his roadie's, Pat, it's fast, Brady. He's here. Yeah. You know, and back, I give me that look, I go, Remember we did this, you know, or whatever, but, <laughs> but, uh, oh, Pat, man, he was, he was the guy that really put put in bay a troubadour, real troubadour. And these are the guys that could come up there and get on stage and tell a story and crack a joke and sing a song and get you to sing along and get everybody to hoot and holler and just draw them into what's going on. And that's why those guys have been able to make a living for many, many years playing summers at Putin Bay. Yeah. You know, these are guys that'll keep, you know, a bar full of people in there for four hours, you know, when you're selling right. $50, you know, buckets of beer and stuff like that. And these or guys, two pitchers of margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hey, Jaybird, we got to get to Putin Bay. Uh, you know, I, I used to go to Putin Bay all the time, all the time. That used to, we used to do these party buses to Putin Bay that were just completely off the charts, man. These party buses that we used to do to Putin Bay were just insane. And at the time, everybody thought that since it was a CD 106 party bus, that there were no rules whatsoever <laughs> about anything. <laughs> and yes, you were allowed to bring your own coolers. Yes. You were allowed to bring your own whiskey. Uh, this goes back to the days when I, I think there was a lot of people on that bus that never realized that, 
marijuana was illegal in the state of Ohio. Is Pennsylvania legal? No. 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 So that's why I'm telling them. Didn't you see the, the, the police chief from Hermitage issued a warning to people in Pennsylvania not to cross the state line and bring it back because they're going to bust you. Those Ohio sinners. So what I say <laughs> is, you know, if, if you're willing to renounce your allegiance to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. If you are willing to burn your terrible towels at the border. 100%. And then you could come in and we'll sell you some, some gummies. We'll give you, <laughs> you know, we'll give you a little bud or whatever it takes, a vape cartridge, whatever you need. Then we'll, we'll hook you up. But you got to renounce your allegiance to the Pittsburgh Steelers totally at the fair. border and you, or, or else you can't come in. It's reasonable. That's all, that's that's all we're asking. That's all yep. we're asking. So... If you want to do that and then you want to have some of your Ohio herb, then then you can do that. So Putin Bay would be even more fun if Pennsylvania would get on the marijuana bandwagon. No, Putin Bay's in Ohio. Oh, you're right. Yeah. No, Putin Bay's okay. in Ohio. And I I, I believe Presque Isle is in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Presque Isle. Yeah. Presque Isle was nothing like Putin Bay. Okay. Presque Isle was nothing like Putin Bay. It's 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 uh it's really something and why I don't spend more time there. That uh, That's one of the things that bums me out. We'll rectify that yeah, this year. You know, yeah. We really should do a party bus up there. You know? Yeah. It, 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 it is just, um, you know, and it's so nice up there. You're on an Island and, you know, they try to keep it family oriented, but it, it don't work. <laughs> It, I, I, I took my kid there, like the worst story ever. Like I took out to the ferry, my, my six-year-old kid at the time, there's like college kids that are puking everywhere. And I'm trying to explain like what the situation is to a six-year-old kid. Not a good situation. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but if you go there on like a Tuesday afternoon, ten o'clock in the morning, Saturday in the morning, not the, not yeah, the case. No, no. <laughs> But I've had so many adventures. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Jay, we will get to our uh, pre-Christmas night out. It might be post-Christmas. It all depends on what's going on here. But our, our whole crew, our, our whole riding crew, we want to get together and have a little little uh, holiday cheer session. And On these 60-degree Saturdays, were you guys out on the bike at all? A or lot of people were. I wasn't here. I was I was gone. Yeah, that's true. And, and if I wasn't, I was I was doing real work at the radio station slave work <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's another thing people say oh what you're posting funny stuff on facebook and talking on the radio and playing music yeah Taking you ditches at the <laughs> station yeah yeah to bury this cable <laughs> and that's why vince would always bust my balls because he worked out at the fab plant out of gm and he was like, he was like i know what you're up to i go you don't know shit <laughs> and keep your mouth shut <laughs> don't tell anybody Bourbon, a little bit of edibles, and forgetting people's first names. That what, that's what we do here. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Is there anything more than that? Nope. And cheer on the Cleveland Browns. That's it. Until we get our heart broke against Stop! probably the worst team Don't in the league. Don't even say it. Nah, you know what? All right, share your predictions. Like we know we're we're sort of playoffs bound. How far do you think we could get in deep into December? Well, we went. What did we do? We we went up against Kansas City with Baker. Totally. And we, I think we have a better defense right now. And right, Chicago against uh, Stroud. What do you think? I think we should beat Chicago. Okay. 
Then we have the Bengals again. That's the last game. Although they're coming on now. They're kind of sneaking back in yeah. there. You know, you can't count them out. Right. You know, they, the, and now it's between them and the Steelers. The Steelers get knocked down. Now the Bengals are, are, are kind of sneaking up in there. Yeah. And, Nothing, and nothing's, the Texans. nothing's for sure. Right. Nothing's for sure. And, but I'll tell you what, I think, uh, I think it's still a lot of fun. You know what? I mean, this season has been a lot of fun. December 1st, we're usually eliminated. So yeah. Oh yeah. We're, we're still going shape. strong and you know, the <laughs> D is still looking tough and miles Garrett and you know, I mean, there was a lot of excitement in those games. There was a lot of excitement, yeah. you know, in Jacksonville. Well, what it's the lions, Jacksonville and us, the three teams that haven't been to the super bowl. Yep. Right. Yep. And this year was a good year for Jacksonville. They haven't been playing. Really well. They haven't been playing like chumps. Yep. And look at that. We beat the 49ers, right? Didn't we beat the 49ers? Yeah, we did. But yeah. Okay. So we beat the 49ers at the beginning of the season. Uh, let's see. We beat the 49ers. We beat Baltimore once. Mm-hmm. We beat the Steelers once. Right. So, I mean, Cincinnati once. It's Cincinnati once. And everybody was saying AFC, AFC North was going to be the division to, uh, to deal with. Yeah. We haven't had a slouch of a schedule. Like we've really had some tough teams. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like I say, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic. Wow. Here's a bold prediction from Jay bird. Okay. Let's hear it. Jay bird says, I predict Fred will be on time when the Browns win a super bowl. Okay. So now either he's given me credit or that's one of those things like the Browns are never going to win a Super Bowl, so I will never be on time. Jaber just know. ruined it for me. I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to take that. Listen, in the last three years that we've been doing this, yeah, you've been on time. One, one no, time. the last one, no one. this season. I have been here before you. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Every time except today, and that's because I was getting that every All time right, the except for today. One, yes. What about the time? Oh, maybe you did. You had two. Yes, yes. You had two times in the last. Yeah, three. because this is only our fourth one. <laughs> There's just our third one. Yeah. And you okay. were here two out of three ain't bad. And I beat you. You did. Yeah. And I would have been here today too, but I had I was having trouble with those uh audio clips. I'm very proud of you. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm working on it. But I mean other things, you know. Well, so, I, yeah. so if uh if Jaybird says that that um will you be on time now so that we can make it? To the Super Bowl? <laughs> Are you going to? If stick- me being on time would mean that we went to the Super Bowl, I would try my best. Yes, yes. I, I'm just going to say that I would yes. try my best. I will try my best. You're a team player. I will try my team best. Player. I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm going to be here, <laughs> and you know, why don't you just give me a key so I could unlock the door instead of waiting on your ass? <laughs> it's going to be more like, well, I will try my best. That's all if I can promise you. The Super Bowl, he's in for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know, you're trying to pin me down here. So, what do you think? I need to trim this beard or what? No, you're looking good, man. That's really that's a good length. Yeah. You, you like it like that? I do. Okay. All right. The wings off to the side or well, the wings are gonna go. I, okay. I the, the wings are too much. I gotta get that off of there. I don't but the, know. the beard length is perfect. You, you're, you're liking the beard length. You don't want to like trimmed way up like that no the no. hell no you keep the keep the length keep it keep the length that, okay yep. now yeah the, the side so i gotta get that okay it, it looks a little it, it's it's too far away so uh, you know yeah 
So the silver know. color, there's ads oh, to really? like oh, all okay. of the season that you got <laughs> in you. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. Okay, keep telling me this stuff. I'm just sitting here looking at that screen going, I gotta do something with that. <laughs> Jaybird got rid of the beard. Uh -oh. Did he really? Look out. Yeah. Jaybird. You usually don't want to get rid of the beard, though, in the wintertime. You know? I don't know. When you're out hunting, you need a little protection uh, from I'm the not, wind. I'm not a big hunter. No? Ice fishing, though. Yeah, I'm true. I'll be out ice fishing here. It's if, if we get any. If we get any. You know, you know, people want to you know, say what you want about climate change and everything, but if you're like an ice fisherman and you've been keeping track, like, how much ice there has been and stuff over the years... Man, sometimes last year, I think we only had two days, three days where it was frozen solid. And after that, it was like, ooh, this isn't good. So you know. December fishing in Florida versus December fishing in Ohio. Share your experience. Well, you know what? Crappie, you know what the thing is now that I'm finding? You know, a lot of people go to Florida to do saltwater fishing and ocean fishing. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you got lakes down there that have nine-pound bass in them, Probably the biggest bass you'll get in Ohio. If you get a six-pound bass in Ohio, that's big. And there might be a stray seven out there. I don't know what the state record is, but, you know, if you get a six-pound in Ohio, you're doing good. Yeah. You'll probably win a tournament if you have a six-pounder in your, in, your, in your bag. But you go down to Florida, and they got seven-pounders, eight-pounders, nine pounders Dang. you know that's why you know with with tyler and, and destin when they were fishing in that i mean you had um you had some huge bass breaking off that you wouldn't even get around here you know if, you know you're breaking off a nine pound bass you're breaking off an eight pound bass you yeah. you, you, you very rarely see that around here I, when, I don't, when you say Destin, are you saying Destin, Florida? Like, oh, park? no, no. Destin is, is, uh, Destin to Marion. Okay. He's, he's, he's my son, Tyler's gotcha. fishing okay. partner and he, uh, fishes on the elite series. Gotcha. He's, uh, he's up there too. That's why I thought these guys were going to win it for sure, because they have been working so hard and Destin has been on the, uh, you know, the, the pro bass circuit for a while. And I thought, man, these guys need this win and they had it. They had it, which right makes it the ball. Oh, and you know what? And Destin, he had one that he missed. He had a nine pounder that straightened out his hook. You know, that, you know, these, these fish down there, you don't see fish like that in Ohio. Now you'll get some big small mouths on Lake Erie. You know, you can get a seven, eight pound small mouth on Lake Erie, but even down there for crappie fish, look at this hair. Yeah. You know what I do? I, you know what? I do got to do something with these sides. I got to do something with these sides. Yeah. Yeah, the sides are a little, I don't know what I got going on there. I got to do something. I wonder why I wear a hat all the time and pull it back and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, down there, it, oh, getting back to them, like, you know, fishing here in like December, you know, once the crappies start biting out at like, say, Pymatuming or, you know, wherever, you're not down there at that lake where these guys were catching nine pound bass, they're catching two pound crappies as well. You know, wow. it, it, it's because the weather's warmer and these fish feed all year. Right. You know, the fish feed all year. They're, they're more, they're, they're, they're always on the go. They're in better physical shape, you know, around here. Once the weather starts getting cold, they go chill out, you Dormant know, for yeah. a year. You know, or yeah. Six yeah. Months. Yeah. But down there, man, they're always on it. 
they're always they always want it man so it's uh uh like i've been talking about it. I, I don't want to keep talking about it but it was such a big event and those guys did so good and they could have won it you know it would have been i think it would have been better if they would have just got skunked you know i <laughs> think this close yeah i think if they would have got skunked you would have been like i mean there were people there man people from texas people from louisiana people from you know canada and people from texas and all these big bass states louisiana alabama and some of these guys got two fish three fish and these guys were right there man 10 weighed in 10 fish both wow. days finished see they had um first second and third place got to advance to a fish off to advance to another major tournament and they finished fourth by they they missed out of that top three by a half a pound and if they would have if that seven pounder wouldn't have fell off at the boat that the guy caught the next day mm. they would have been in the in the in the in the running for an shame. even bigger a bigger thing uh but, bill, bill says put some weights on them any more yeah you know what I, I meant to tell them that yeah you know what i i wanted to explain to them how you know people around here win fishing tournaments <laughs> But you know what? A those guys, lead in the you gut. know what? Those guys were such low lifes. I hate to even bring them up. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because when you see real men that catch real fish, you know what I mean? Yep. It's like, you know what? You want to be a scumbag. You want to be a dirt bag. You know, there's, you know, here's how real guys do it. Yeah. This is how the real men do it. They go out and they find them and they catch the big fish. You know, they don't, they don't even have to think about that. Yeah, I was thinking, boy, if they caught one of them two-pound crappies and cut it up and stuffed <laughs> it in the bass's mouth <laughs> and put a couple of sinkers in there. Yeah, lead weights. Can you imagine em. how embarrassing that would be, though, if you got caught? Can you imagine if you were in front of all those people? Can you imagine there's 250 boats? That means there's 500 fishermen. Can you imagine being in front of 500 fishermen and they expose you as a cheat? Ah, ruin. Could you, I, I couldn't even imagine the, the, the shame and the embarrassment and the humiliation of standing there and having to undergo that. But I, I think that one guy, you know, he was what he, he had, he had a prior violation of deer poaching. Then he got into trouble with the, with the cheating at the tournament. Then he got in trouble with more deer. Then he was involved in some kind of thing about, um, passing counterfeit money you know it's just like dirt bags like that you know they they have no business to even be out right. there and i think they don't give a shit you know i think they just go along well if we get caught we get caught we'll right. just move on to our next they're scam. ruined already what's, yeah what's yeah. another yeah yeah so if we, if we could get a boat out of this we get a you know 20 grand out of that and uh you know yep but you know they they want they want a couple of bucks they want a couple of bucks you know but being that close to winning the, 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 the bucks didn't really matter. No, nope. you know? Yep. When the real fishermen can reel it in, man, that's what it's all about. Yep. And you know what though? If you, if you're a badass, you know, you, you want to be, you want to be the guy that can go out there and do it. Yep. And like I say, I, I give Destin all the credit in the world because you know, that that's one of the things when you fish the, the big time, you know, you got to go to these lakes that you have no clue about. And you got to find those fish. And the fact that they were fishing next to the guys that won the tournament on their home lake, and they found that spot on their own by themselves, 
that is even bigger than catching the fish. That's, that's even way that's beyond catching the fish. You know, the fact that you were on that spot and, and that was a spot and the guys that that was their home Lake and they won the whole thing. And then they caught your winning fish the next day and had photo proof of it. (laughs) How crazy is that? (laughs) You know, it it was just a, it was just a good time. Well, what do you think? You ready to wrap this whole shebang up? That was a good one. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. I'll catch you tomorrow afternoon at three on Y103. What do we got going on? We have, um, we have tickets to uh, see the Eagles tribute band coming to the boot at Yankee Lake on Saturday night. That's uh that's going to be a good one. Uh, what else we have up for grabs in the prize thing? Uh, bull riding tickets up for grabs. Uh, we're giving away a national trip to Las Vegas to see the Scorpions. Uh, we got a little Christmas cash contest going on. We got all kinds of stuff going on. So uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Joe, thanks for uh, another great time. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we will see you next Thursday right here, or next Monday, next Monday right here. So peace out. I still got a cup of coffee to finish. So, Thank we'll you ra- for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook. Thank you for your support.